Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Morning Muse podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. If you're new here, and if you're not, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I got to speak with the amazing Katie Clardy, who is the host of the Butterfly Effect podcast, helping everybody enjoy the little things in your life and I had such a great conversation with her. She is a current sophomore at Texas A&M University, which is so funny because when we first started talking and I told her I was going to SMU, she was like, oh my god, SMU is so close to where I used, where I grew up, so it's like, it's going to be really fun and to be close to her next year when I go to college and we're going to meet up sometime, which is going to be so much fun. So that was such an amazing thing to hear. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk, talk to her. We're going to be talking all about, um, transitioning from high school to college, what it was like for her as an incoming freshman in the pandemic and navigating, life as a sophomore in college and talking a lot about her podcast as well and also self-care what she does to take care of herself while in college because self-care is very is very important so we talked all about that I'm so excited for you guys to hear this so let's get into today's episode with Katie hi Katie welcome to my podcast Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on too. Tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hey guys, my name is Katie Clardy. I am the host of the Butterfly Effect podcast, which is basically a podcast centered around celebrating all of the little things in life and the small steps that are going to lead to big strides later on. Um, very passionate about that whole message. I am a sophomore communications major at Texas A&M University, Gigum Ags, and yeah, I'm studying communication and minoring business and English, um, and yeah, it's just super fun time. Absolutely super stoked to be here. That's awesome. You guys, I talked to Katie a little bit ago and a couple days ago, and I told her I was going to SMU for college, and once I found out that you were going to Texas A&M, I was like, wait a second, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, crazy. hold the phone. It's crazy it really how is. close we are. So we definitely do need to do some meetups while we're both in Texas together. No, 100%, 100%. be so much fun. So excited for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, I just recorded with her for her podcast. So go check that out when it goes live. I will let you guys know when that goes up so definitely tune into that because that was a fun combo I love that combo so much (laughs) it was really fun really fun (laughs) now Katie (laughs) what does your morning routine look like in college right now my morning routine um it really differs um day to day because I do have classes at different times each day Mm -hmm. um but it's pretty there's basically two consistent routines I'd say Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. I don't have class until 1240. Um, but I try and make sure that I get up a lot earlier in the morning. Um, I usually wake up around eight, um, you know, have like a slower morning, kind of, you know, get my bearings together. And then I always go and work out. Um, 
of course, some days are different, but pretty consistently try and work out before class, just, you know, get my body moving. And I know if I don't work out in the morning, then I'm probably not going to do it like throughout the day because I'm just so, so winded by the end of the day. And so I usually do that, spend about an hour ish at the gym. Um, and then I come home, I, you know, get all cleaned up for class, really just, I like to take my time before class. Um, so just, you know, do things that are more like relaxing a little bit slower. Um, I'll come home, you know, shower, get all cleaned up. And then after that, eat some lunch and, you know, get on the bus and head to class. And my schedule this semester is really nice because two of my classes are in person into or online and so I just get to that class and then after that I'm just done for that day and then same on Tuesdays and Thursdays I just have to get up a little bit earlier that class is at 9 30 in the morning um and so those days I'm usually waking up around like 7 7 30 because I'm not the type of person who can just rush and, you know like jump out of bed and like get on the bus and go to class it's really hard for me to do that and so I like to have a nice morning where I can you know take things a little bit slower like I love to, you know, spend time with my dog, get a coffee, you know, really just like, you know, wake up and have that time because I, I don't start my mornings right. Um, it definitely is reflected throughout the rest of the day for sure. Yeah, I totally get that. If like one thing goes wrong, everything else is going to go wrong. No, 100%. Definitely a creature of habit over here. <laughs> yeah, me too. And what is it like doing a double minor in business and in English? Um, it sounds a lot more crazy than it actually is. I declared a double minor simply because I had a lot of English credits from high school of just classes that I was forced to take essentially uh-huh. and they transferred in. And so I was like, you know what, I might as well just go ahead and accept these. And then I have about three more classes to do just to complete that minor. And so those ones I decided to focus more on like technical aspects of English, like business writing, editing, things like that. And then the business minor declared that just, you know, for future careers, it's really not too bad. Um, It sounds a lot more overwhelming, but I really like it. It adds some variety to my degree for sure. And at A&M, the degree plan for communication is very much like build it yourself in a way. I think there's about, we have our general electives, you know, like your histories, your maths, everything that you have to take for that. And then honestly, I want to say about five actual required comp courses that everyone has to take. And then, yeah. And then outside of that, you choose which communication classes you want to take. And um, so, and with that, like we have certifications that we can also declare and so I'm doing a certification in social media communication mm-hmm. and that kind of directs those communication classes that I take and then also built into my degree plan is room for a minor and so I was gonna have to declare one anyway mm-hmm. um, just to kind of target you know since communication is so broad um, and then I was just like you know what if I took the classes in high school and they count as college courses and I can fit three more classes in you know by the time I graduate might as well add, you know, another minor to my, yeah. to my little degree and my certificate, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you want to do eventually since you're, since you're doing specifically social media based? Do you mm-hmm. know what you want to do after college? Yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping to um, land a job in either as a social media, like marketing coordinator or like influencer coordination for marketing, just like working for like specific brands, either, you know, running their social medias or directing marketing campaigns 
um, that will be performed on social media. Mm-hmm. I took a social media, my first one um, last semester, my first social media course, and it was probably like one of my favorite classes I've ever taken. It's so, I love That's learning awesome. the business side behind social media for sure. And so there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm sure you know, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's so funny that you say that because that's exactly what I want to do too. be like a, in like the marketing side of social media. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm so excited for that because I'm like already on the creator side since I'm doing content creation. So it's exactly so interesting to learn the behind the scenes of it. And one of my good friends owns her own social media marketing agency. So it'd be oh, really, really cool to like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. Depth details. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's super cool learning like the business aspect of it because mm-hmm. I've done some of the like social media marketing campaigns, like creating content like for brands and then going into class and being like, oh, so like this is like what they're having me do. Like this is what's <laughs> going through their heads on their end. It's super yeah. cool. And I'd love to be able to be on the other side of that one day for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you want to become a content creator yourself or just stick to the um marketing side of it? Um, I, I really enjoy the behind the scenes aspect. I, I I love creating content. Um, but my goal right now is definitely to get, um, a job in the marketing aspect of it because I just, I'm very like business oriented. Um, just like, that's the way that my brain works. And I really am enjoying what I'm learning right now, both, you know, if there was a way to kind of do both. And that's why I love, you know, the podcast and being able to do like little campaigns, like on the side, you know, as I'm like making my way through my degree and stuff is because I genuinely enjoy both. And so if I could do both full time, I totally would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So Katie, you were class of 2020 when the pandemic started, a senior in high school, and now you are a sophomore in college in such a short time of two years. How has that switch from high school to college, especially during the pandemic? Um, it was very interesting <laughs> to say the least and definitely a lot different than I think um, anyone else had to go through regarding their high school to college transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when the pandemic hit, um, you know, it was like right after spring break of that particular year. And yeah, I was a senior and it was it was very interesting to say the least. And in that regard, you know, I already knew like where I was going. I was kind of just like riding the wave of like the rest of my senior year and it got cut short. And um, it was really, it was just different than I think anyone else has had to go through because I know our like new student conference for orientation all online. Um, Some of the like camps that they have for incoming freshmen were all on Zoom. And, you know, I go through summer and then I get to campus and, it's a lot emptier than it normally would be, which at the time I thought it was very busy. And, you know, I go to A&M, it's a huge campus. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And Lord, if I only knew like how crazy it can actually get, but campus was definitely pretty empty. Uh All classes were online. Um, And just having class online was definitely an adjustment um the high school that I went to we had um a lot of online work that we had to do but then having to log in for lectures and stuff and I'm sure like you know even people in high like all high schoolers had to deal with that it's hard and it's It's like definitely a learning curve like for me and then getting to these college courses where you only have the material like twice maybe three times a week Mm -hmm. explained to you and it's different each time it's it was definitely an adjustment um and then there's also the 
like social aspects, exactly. you know, especially during COVID and being a freshman in college, it definitely was not the typical experience. Um, I I went through recruitment for a women's organization here at AM. That was all conducted over Zoom. And half of the girls, like I didn't probably meet until like in person until like this past, like like last spring or like this past fall semester, because everything was just on Zoom. Um, and so that was definitely an adjustment and just trying to find like ways to make it a normal college experience. Um, of course, Texas like wasn't super strict about like guidelines or anything. So it was a little bit easier to like, um, you know, go out, like meet some people and stuff, but it was, it was definitely not the typical college transition. Um, and honestly, when I got to my sophomore year, that first day of classes, even that was an adjustment in and of itself because it was so different than anything that I had experienced beforehand like going to class in person and like seeing people like face to face and having all of these um commitments to go to you know it's a you have a lot more time on your hands when your meetings and your classes everything that you have to attend is just logging in on your computer Mm -hmm. um versus like and so the time commitment stuff was also definitely a big adjustment for me yeah, for sure. How hard was it making friends your first two years? Um, I was really nervous about this mm-hmm. going in because of COVID. And also it's just scary going into college in general as a freshman. Um, I had one friend from my high school who was coming in with me, but she is in the Corps of Cadets at AM. And so her her lifestyle is very different than mine because she's doing all of that, you know, ROTC stuff. And so right. I kind of knew that I wasn't going to get to see her as often as I did in high school. And so I was definitely really worried about that. Um, And honestly, like the biggest thing that I tell people is like, and it's what everyone always like says is kind of like, you know, so like redundant, but it's so true. It's like, put yourself out there. Like you just, you have to like be willing to get uncomfortable and talk to people and they may not always reciprocate it and you may never see them again, but um, you know, just putting yourself out there and getting out of your comfort zone in that regard is really like what helped me. It's actually a funny story is um, <laughs> I was, it was the week leading up to before classes were starting and I was just sitting in my dorm room and I got a text from my roommate mm-hmm. and she was like, by the way, I'm coming in here with about like 15 girls. We're all going to come into our room. Oh my and gosh. I was like, oh, okay. And basically all of these girls, we had kind of talked to before we were all part of a big group me uh-huh. and so if like your school you know has like a group me that you can join we had joined a group me and from that found um like someone had created a snapchat group everyone kind of migrated to that and these girls it was just all like you know like texas a&m like 2024 girls and so my roommate texted me she's like i'm bringing a bunch of girls and i was like okay yeah this seems very college um and so they all like pile into our dorm room and we're just like all just sitting on the floor and just like talking you know the classic like going around the circle like where are you from what's your major oh nice like I that's super fun and then from that we kind of um like my roommate and I like found some girls that like we vibed with and then those people knew some other people that they introduced us to and we all lived in the same dorm and so it was really nice and if people didn't live in the same building as us they lived in one you know like two minutes like two minute walk away and so we were all really lucky to be able to like find each other and that wouldn't have happened like if we hadn't been open to like 
meeting being uncomfortable yeah and meeting new people it's scary and like they always say like leave your door open like just go up and talk to people and that's always something that I definitely struggled with because you know I'm used to be very unlikely to like talk to a random person and then now it's just like I just do it every day yeah and so do you still live in the dorms now or do you live somewhere else off or do you live off campus um, I live off campus now. And so, okay. yeah, I'm in an apartment. It's more like a townhome. Mm-hmm. So it feels a little bit more homey. It's really nice. You know, I just like park, walk up to my front door. Um, and so, but the dorms were pretty iconic for their time. I I don't know if I could do it another year, but they were pretty, I, and at A&M, like we aren't required to live on campus the first year, but I always oh. knew that I wanted to just because there's so many students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always knew that I wanted to live on campus because I think it's such like a classic, like part of being in college. Right. And it's not ideal. I, you know, m- like a lot of the times it's not an ideal situation, but like, I literally wouldn't have traded it for the world. Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. Do you live with other people in your, in your apartment now, or is it just a one bedroom? Um, I have three roommates, three roommates. so oh, okay. three other girls and so it's always a party up in here <laughs> that's nice that's always fun what are some of the things you did to help yourself transition into college during the pandemic um kind of like what I said earlier the um reaching out to people on social media group me that really like helped me kind of have a little bit less anxiety about coming into a new place, um, you know, just being able to have a set of people, even though I hadn't met them before, you know, that I could reach out to um, and ask questions. Like if I didn't, you know, hadn't reached out to people and found kind of like a group, like through Snapchat or through GroupMe or even just someone on Instagram to reach out to with like a question about class registration, you know, new student conference, like how this works on campus, that definitely like relieved a lot of my anxiety. And then I consumed a lot of college content in those months leading up to going to school. I feel like that's pretty regular. Like I was binging like all of the stuff about living in dorms and going to classes and trying to like familiarize myself with how that was going to be. And so just consuming a lot of that content, you know, both entertaining and more like on the educational side for sure. Um, And then besides that, just, you know, kind of setting like myself up a game plan before going in I knew things were going to be online and kind of you know getting ready to prioritize like what time would be spent on class what time would be social time and you don't always you can't always plan that out like 100% but like making sure that you have a you know firm understanding of how you work as a student and as a learner because especially when you get to college it's up to you and like they always say like no one's going to hold your hand in college it's very Uh true And so making sure that like I felt grounded in that and felt firm um, and kind of knew like what my study habits were, what I needed to do to be successful and had that like always in the back of my mind going in. Mm -hmm. Um, Those were definitely some of the biggest things that I would say helped me getting ready to go in because it's scary. It's definitely really scary. Mm -hmm. For sure. And um, how should people try to get used to the switch between high school and college? I would say just take take all of it in, honestly. It's going to be really different um, and probably uncomfortable. And it's, it's going to be hard. It's super fun, but it's going to be hard. I would say it's very fun in the sense that you're by yourself, you know, living on your own. 
uh, you don't have a curfew, you don't have, you know, parents to report to, um, very independent. Um, but that also comes with, you know, like it's hardships of its own is like, you're independent and, you know, you're, you're on your own in that sense. You're, it's great to have a community surrounding you and to build that up. But, you know, when it comes to your studies, when it comes to your, um, you know, more personal habits and personal things that you need to get done, that's what's scary. And I also always tell people this going in, um, college is all about doing what you want to do that you know is going to set you up for success in a happier career later on in life and that was one of the biggest things that I had to learn my freshman year all throughout high school I was like dedicated to becoming a PA and I came into college as a biology major (laughs) and now I'm a communication major (laughs) and so we can see how that ended up but I just remember and I think so many people their freshman year go through this like almost like a crisis and it's embarrassing to admit sometimes but so many people I know like question themselves once they get to college and you know I was in these like science and math classes and was having a really hard time handling all of it and it made me question myself and my self-worth and my intelligence and you know that's what college is going to do is it's going to test you and I always tell people if you feel like you're not in the right place you have that power to not be in that place anymore because you are independent you're on your own and it's about you and your degree and your career later on in life and that was definitely something really hard for me to come to terms with because I thought like my whole world was ending when I like you know figured out that I couldn't handle like a biology class or a chem class at the college level Mm -hmm. and it was really hard and then it causes a lot of like self-reflection um you know, thinking about like what your passions are, what your goals are in life and really like being in tune with yourself, especially, you know, coming into a place where no one knows you, Mm -hmm. like you really have to do a lot of self-reflection. And I would think honestly, just embrace the change and embrace the unknown and just take it all in like the good experiences and the bad experiences. I grew so much from my senior year of high school to freshman year and then even from freshman year to sophomore year it is just such a time of growth and so I would just prepare yourself for that because it can be hard sometimes growth isn't always comfortable Mm -hmm. but it's so necessary at the end of the day and just so rewarding right yeah exactly and if you would start college all over again what would you change Hmm. if I would start college all over again I would probably change just some of my, the aspects of my mindset going into specific situations, Um, especially with academics, kind of like what I said, being really hard on myself when I couldn't handle something and thinking that that was the end of the world. Um, And also in regards to classes, like being grateful for each class, um, because there have been plenty of classes in the past where you know, I despised it. I was like, oh man, like I have this assignment due and this exam coming up and, you know, this class is like stupid. Like, why do I even have to take this? And then I get to the end of the semester and move on to the next one. I'm like, I kind of miss those classes mm-hmm. and just being like more, I wish I could have been more intentional with my learning in some of those um, areas of my degree, um, just because I can now see the value in it. And just having that mindset mindset shift from, you know, being super like dreadful of classes and just being super negative about it versus being like, you know, 
being very intentional with it and being like, what can I learn? Like, what is this gonna, you know, do I really need to take a class about, you know, world cultures as, you know, a communication and business degree? Maybe not, but it's meant to teach me something. And, um, you know, I'm paying for this class, if anything. And so I should like give it my all type of thing. Um, And I also think the other thing that I would change is just being okay with not always being okay, which sounds like very stereotypical, but college is going to like stretch you and it's going to like change you. And sometimes I would get a little uncomfortable and be like, you know, not knowing how to handle, you know, certain types of people, not knowing how to handle, you know, when I was struggling on my own. And like I said, you are out of the house and just being able to be open with the people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of, you know, independence is also codependence and realizing that like everyone is in it together. Everyone here is a college student. We're all kind of going through it. And so just being more vulnerable in that aspect, especially with like the friends that you make in college and even with professors and, you know, TAs, just like being okay with asking for help and like realizing that you're not always going to have like all of your ish together. And that's okay because that's like, 80% of college I feel like (laughs) right yeah for sure and how do you keep yourself grounded throughout your day um let me keep myself grounded it's a good question let me think I would say the way that I keep myself grounded throughout the day um in terms of like organization is my to-do list google calendar in my Excel spreadsheet. Those are like my holy trinity right there. And without those things, I would be all over the place throughout the day. Those definitely help me keep my head on straight. Um, And like, I'm just such a type A person, have to plan everything to a T, Mm -hmm. know exactly what I'm doing at every aspect of the day. Like literally, if I'm going to the grocery store, put it on my Google calendar. If I'm getting dinner with my friends, it's on the Google calendar. Sometimes if I plan on taking a nap a specific day, <laughs> it's on the Google calendar, just so I always know like where my head's at. And that's just my personality, but that seriously does keep me grounded. Um, and from, you know, not, you know, just feeling super overwhelmed throughout the day. And then as for like staying grounded, like just, you know, more in like the mindfulness sense, I would say, realizing that academics aren't everything and that's really hard to say when you're in school paying to get a degree and it sounds more controversial than it actually is because I just mean it in the sense of like yes you're here to get a degree that's always my number one priority but you're also here to learn more about yourself and grow as a person and if I find myself getting stressed out about an assignment it's okay, you know, let yourself be upset, shut your computer, take some time, like, you don't have to kill yourself over, like, you know, like, schoolwork and doing this assignment and this assignment to where you just, like, are not able to function anymore, like, you know, burnt out, and so the way that I, you know, be careful about that, because I find myself falling into that a lot, where I just get super overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. is close your computer, text your friends, hey, who wants to go get dinner? Hey, who, you know, wants to make a coffee run? Who wants to just drive around? Just the little things like that. Um, And being able to like talk to your friends about it and just staying grounded in that aspect and remembering that, yeah, you're a college student, but you're also human. 
and school can't be 100% of your life because there's so much more um, to experience from college and to learn from it than just, you know, textbooks and Canvas assignments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, like, I'm in boarding school right now, which is, like, kind of the mini version of college. Mm-hmm. And I see... I saw a lot of, I say, I see a lot of my classmates staying up to like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning doing homework. And I'm like, there's more to you outside of school. You don't have no. to stay up all night working on assignments. You can get up or go to bed and get up early <laughs> to do it. You know, I exactly. mean, school isn't everything. You have a life outside of school. So spend it wisely. It's spend it time with the people that you love, the people that you care about. And it school, just, school isn't everything. And it shouldn't be everything. Mm-hmm. And society makes it to be everything, but it's really not. So exactly. definitely like take care of yourself, take care of your friendships and your relationships that you're building while you're in school and while you still can, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Because at the end of the day, like it's, you just have to take a very holistic approach to it. You know, you know, so-and-so years down the road, um, you know, you always have like your GTA from college, but it eventually will come to the point where you get the job that you want, you're in the career that you want, you're not going to be remembering that one assignment that was super important in the moment, or that one grade that you got on exam, good or bad, those things aren't going to matter later on down the road, what matters is that you graduate, Exactly. and so at the end of the day, you graduate, um, the things that you're going to remember are the experiences outside of class and schoolwork, and so not you know, not letting those overtake schoolwork because like I said, you got to graduate, but being sure to foster those and nurture those and experience them in their fullest form, because that's like, what's going to be what sticks with you the most. Like once you graduate, is that's the good stuff that you're going to look back on and be like, oh yeah, like the college experience, like the college experience isn't sitting, you know, in a library for eight hours a day, staring at your computer. Like you got to go out and like live a little and, you know, take all of that like wonderful stuff that comes with college exactly for sure and do you find that self-care while in college is important yes (laughs) yes 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 I cannot stress on this enough and this is something that I really had to um kind of discipline myself on um we talked a lot about self-care on my episode and so um that is definitely like what keeps me sane um in big things and in little things like big things like my skincare each week, working out, those are like my big forms of self-care. Also little forms of self-care, you know, taking a nap, getting sleep, reading a book, journaling, just all of those like small things that you can implement throughout the week that are going to keep your mind at ease because I just, I will sometimes fall into the cycle of school, 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 school. And then, you know, I get it's the end of the week and I'm like well why do I feel so bad because I wasn't taking care of my mind and taking care of my body and my inner peace Mm -hmm. and you know you can only go like that for so long before you burn out and it's you know then you don't have your inner peace or your motivation to do schoolwork or whatever it is and so I definitely think self-care is so important for again reminding yourself that you're more than just your grades more than just your classes and avoiding burning out you know at the end of everything Mm -hmm. for sure and I want to switch gears and talk about your podcast, The Butterfly Effect. Tell yeah. us more about that. When did you start it? What is it about? And tell us more. Yeah, 100%. So I started The Butterfly Effect in June of 2021. So coming up on a year of the show. And 
I had always wanted to start a podcast. I always loved, you know, consuming podcasts and, you know, right when, um, you know, longer forms of shows like this and stuff were becoming popular, I was all over it. I absolutely loved it. And my friends were like, you should start a podcast, you should start a podcast. And I was like, I mean, you know, like I do talk a lot and I do love like self-care and self-improvement. So I guess let's do it. And I had no idea what I was doing at first. It was definitely a learning curve. I just, I remember like stressing out, sitting there trying to research which microphone was best to use and stuff like that. And just like watching every YouTube video available on how to start a podcast, but eventually got the ball rolling and you know, got the show uploaded, got the cover art, all of that fun stuff. And that was in the summer. So it was really nice because I could really take the time to dedicate to getting, you know, um, the show from just like being an idea in my head to something tangible that people could actually, you know, listen to and experience. Um, And as for the show overall, um, one of the biggest things that I learned freshman year and being in school was how important the little things are in life. I think college puts so much pressure on, you know, young adults to only think about the big picture. And if you haven't reached that big picture goal, what are you doing? You're not successful. Whereas I kind of had to take a step back and realize, you know what, like, maybe I don't have the dream career that I want right now. Maybe I haven't gotten that internship right now. Maybe I'm not at the exact, you know, point in life that I want to be. It's like, are we ever, but maybe I'm not there right now, but what am I doing like in my life day to day that is setting me up for that success later on? And how can I appreciate that and celebrate those individual steps? And so, you know, Butterfly Effect is all about, you know, taking the little things and the small steps to create a life that is eternally gratifying later on. And, you know, just being happy with the small wins throughout your day, um, every single day, every week. I honestly love that so much. I love that message. And who has been your favorite guest that you've had on your podcast so far? My favorite guest that I've had was probably my most recent one, which was um, probably not someone that a lot of people are familiar with, but I absolutely adore this girl. Her name is Dasam. And she actually graduated Oh my God, yes, Dasam. Do you oh, know Dasam? Yes, I know. I listen to song. I listen to Before You Make It all the time. Yes, I love Before You Make It. And I adore Dasam. Dasam and Emma, mm-hmm. literally, like, I absolutely love them. And so, yeah, she's definitely, like, my favorite. I just look up to her so mm-hmm. much. And it's actually really cool. Dasam and Emma were the founders of one of the organizations that I'm in. And at one oh. point, like, Emma was my editor-in-chief, like, above me. And so um, it was just really cool to, like, have Dasam on, you know, after, you know, she had graduated and everything and kind of, like, talk about what she's doing afterwards. She's one of the coolest people, in my opinion. Like, she's so cool. Mm -hmm. And she does, like, so many amazing things, has, like, her foot in so many, like, different doors. And I just look up to her so much for that. And I had her on the podcast to talk about her um, fiction book, which is coming out soon. And I, it was on pre-order by the time we recorded. And Um, just asking about like the process of you know breaking into the you know market as an author and like what it's like writing a book that was super interesting because I love to write and so I absolutely loved having her on and I love before we make it so much have to listen to it every week (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds like a great episode I want 
both Sam and Emma to come on to my podcast so badly one day or either one either one of them would be great but I've always wanted to have them on the podcast so that's awesome that you got to interview to Sam mm-hmm, absolutely they're such sweet girls I love them to dev <laughs> and who do you want to um eventually come on to your podcast Oh my gosh, let me pull out like my list. I have a whole list on my phone of like dream guests. (laughs) Every time, yeah, no, literally every time I think of someone, I just write it down. I know for sure. Um (laughs) Kenzie Elizabeth. Oh my god. I want to have her on the show so bad. Kenzie Elizabeth. Look, she guess what? (laughs) She she agreed to come onto my podcast, but she hasn't responded to my emails yet. Oh no! She literally, she literally sent me an email back saying yes, and then I sent her an email again, but then she never responded. Oh no, the pain! The I'm pain. so sad. I know. Um, I really would also, of course, Brooke and Danielle. You know, oh god, naturally, yes. I yes. I adore them. I would have at some point. I have to have those two on the podcast. Like, yes, they are incredible. I OG love them so so podcasters. much. Yeah, no, for real, for real. Um, like this is like dream, dream. Um, Alicia or Remy or both. Mm-hmm. That would be like that's like dream, like yeah, dream. You know, because they're very busy, very popular girls. But definitely those two. Um, I I have some like random like people on here. I want to have Dasam and Emma back on. Um, for sure. I don't know if you listen to. The Sunday Glow podcast, Allison and Christine. Yes, I want them on too. I reached out to them via DM, but but they no response yet. So mm-hmm. I love them so fingers, much. I fingers love that crossed. show. Fingers crossed. I'm fingers manifesting crossed. that for you. <laughs> um, and then this is this is really random, but I don't know if you have ever if you follow Twenty Eight Row. Um, yeah. On Instagram, I really want to have the founder of Twenty Eight Row on my podcast. I just think it would be super duper cool. Mm-hmm. to have them on and so that's awesome those are definitely some of my dream guests I have like a whole extensive list like that's a good list I couldn't go through the whole thing <laughs> that's a great list what is your favorite thing about having a podcast um I think that my favorite thing about having a podcast is having a way to kind of like hold on I'm gonna backtrack and rephrase that I think my favorite thing about having a podcast is having a platform, however big or small it is, where I feel like I can be making a difference. Um, You know, if it's five people, if it's 500 people, if it's 5,000 people, like no matter what, if I can, you know, help people in a way or make people feel seen or heard like the way that I do um, or like the way that I learn things whenever I listen to podcasts. I just think podcasts are the gift that keeps on giving Mm -hmm. and nothing brings me more joy than when people like say that they listen and I'm just like oh my gosh because it makes me it's hard sometimes to imagine like you know you sit in your room you record you post you see numbers go up and stuff but it's like once you actually like see that Mm-hmm. Um, and like hear people be like oh I loved when you talked about it's this like, that really helped me it's so rewarding it's so rewarding and so I would definitely say that is one of my favorite things and just being able to express you know lessons that I've had to learn um, you know throughout my life and you know valuable information that I've you know come to terms with or worked through or I've just experienced overall and in the chance that that can speak to someone else 
it's like my job is done like one Mm -hmm. person is all I ask and so no that's awesome and where do you see yourself with your podcast going in the next four years what do you want to be doing with your podcast and where do you want to be um that's an interesting question because I feel like every person with a podcast of course wants you know their podcast to like be bigger and there's definitely that aspect for me but at the same time all about celebrating the little things I try and just take it week by week especially in college it's um kind of stressful sometimes when I there are I have to prioritize you know school Mm -hmm. over um things and organizations that I'm in and so I really just take it week by week and I'm like you know what this week we're gonna do this we're gonna watch the numbers grow and then we're gonna hit the ground running next week and I'm at the point where I'm like doing this for fun for myself and for fulfillment in myself and as a way to just help other people if I can um and I say that, and of course, I would love, you know, to be with them, like a, like a production agency or something in the future. Mm-hmm. But I found myself getting really wrapped up in that um, kind of like thinking, you know, where I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, why haven't I, you know, like gotten a little bit bigger or why haven't I made it with like a production agency yet? And then I try and remind myself, I'm like, think of the reason that like you started and it was for fun and a way to express your thoughts and to help other people. And so as long at the end of the day, as much as I would love the other things, if that's what I'm doing, you know, as just a side hustle with like my normal career and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'll be doing. If I could podcast full time, I totally would. I love podcasting. Yeah, and so do. I'm just open to anything. I'm just go with the flow. I'm going to see where the wind takes me. And like <laughs> I said, just do the small things now and enjoy those small things. For sure. And well, for my last question for you today, what does going after your dream life mean to you? Oh, very good question. I would say there's a couple of things. First off, going after your dream life starts with, I think, a lot of self-reflection. Um, I've kind of gone through this like journey of self-reflection and realizing what makes you happy. And, and once you truly you know, figure that out within yourself, you know, and figure out what your quote dream life is, um, then you kind of almost have no choice but to go after it because you know that that's like what fulfills your passions and fulfills your soul and like sets your soul on fire. So I'd say like, that's the first step in it. And then the second thing is, and this is a lot easier said than done, but not caring what other people think and not allowing people to have an opinion on what you're doing and how you're achieving it. Um, That was definitely one of the harder things that I had to learn and I think it's hard for a lot of people to learn that your journey is your journey and again all back to celebrating the little things going after your dream life means doing this today to you know for a better tomorrow and for a better future later on down the road and finding the fulfillment and understanding that what may seem mundane now that's your that's building your dream life right there and like your dream life in a way is right here right now And so to just enjoy it and not constantly get so caught up in like the romanticizing of, you know, that one day um, entity, Um, because, you know, your life is great right now and you're living your dream life right now and things are going to evolve the way that they're to. You just keep working hard, but also, you know, stay grounded, stay true to yourself and enjoy yourself where you are at right now. I love that answer. Well, Katie, where can everybody find you and your podcast? 
You can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. I'm also on Instagram for the podcast at Butterfly Effect Pod and on TikTok. And you can also find my personal Instagram. It's just Katie Clardy, K-A-T-I-E-C-L-A-R-D-Y. Um, and yeah, and you can follow me on TikTok. My TikTok username is a little silly. It's called Sweet Girl Katie. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, feel free. We love TikTok. But yeah, those are all of my platforms right there. And hope to see some faces come over. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's show, Katie. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Definitely. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode with Katie. I hope you found all of her tips very helpful, especially for us seniors. We're going to be entering college soon and for current college freshmen as well and high school juniors. So, yeah, be sure to rate and review on Apple and Spotify and always shout out the podcast on your Instagram when you're listening so you can always tag at the morning muse podcast on instagram and i will see it and i will retag it because i love it when you guys share that you're listening to the podcast so yeah i hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and i'll see you guys next week bye guys